Okay, I just wanted to read a few verses uh, tonight that I think will encourage you all. Jeremiah 31.3 is one of my favorite verses in the entire Bible. It says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. And this is God speaking. I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with loving kindness. What do you think it means that God has loved you with an everlasting love? Think about that. How long have you been around? You haven't been around forever. So before you existed, even, you were in God's mind. He knew that he was going to create you. And at that time, he even loved you and anticipated the day when he could have a relationship with you, that he could have fellowship with you on a daily basis. And he says that I've loved you with an everlasting love. It's never, ever, ever ended. You never started. For all of eternity, he's loved you. And he will never quit loving you. His love for you is eternal. It's infinite. It's amazing. Psalm 139, 17 through 18, David is speaking. And he says, How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How many of you have ever thought that God thinks these condemning thoughts towards you? Or how many of you have ever thought God's just waiting to judge you? Or waiting to smack you around or hit you? Okay, now, get this. David says, How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. Imagine that, that God is thinking precious thoughts towards you. Precious thoughts. He says, How vast is the sum of them? So it's not just a few precious thoughts. It's a vast number of precious thoughts. He says, were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. How many grains of sand are there on this planet? A lot. lot, Billions and billions and trillions and all this, probably all multiplied together. That's how many good and precious thoughts that God has for you. They're innumerable. They're continual. They're always occurring. Even right now, Chris Oliver, he's thinking precious thoughts about you. Adrian, he's thinking precious thoughts about you. Christy, he's thinking precious thoughts about you right now. Hey, you too. <laughs> precious thoughts about you this very second. I think that's amazing. In Romans 8, 38 through 39, it says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels or demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers... Neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So this all-encompassing, magnificent love, these precious thoughts that he has for you continually, it says in Romans 8 that nothing can separate you from those, not even yourself. It says no created thing can separate you from God's love. You're a created thing, so you're included in that. His love is all-encompassing. It is surrounding you. And there's no way you can get out of it. You're in a bubble of God's love. <laughs> Isn't that kind of amazing? There's a lot you could do to make your friends quit loving you, right? There's a lot you could do to maybe even make your parents quit loving you. But there's not much you can do. There's nothing you can do to make God quit loving you. He loves you infinitely. John 15:13. this is Jesus speaking. He says, Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. And then in verse 14 and 15, the next two verses, he says, You are my friends. So he says, greater love has no one than this than to lay down his life for his friends. And he called each of you, Mikkel, Cambria, he called you his friend. And he laid down his life for each of us, for each of you, to prove how much he loved you. And he'd do it again. And so every single second of the day, he's thinking of you. Every single second of the day, his love is powerfully manifest in your life. Whether you feel it or not, it's there. And this is a great, great verse, again, from David in the Psalms. In 17.8, he says, Keep me as the apple of your eye. And I've heard this explained like this, that the apple of your eye is actually an English 
translation of the Hebrew for the little maiden of your eye or the little person of your eye. And the way I've heard that described is that it was a term of endearment which meant that you were so close to someone that you could see your reflection in their eyes. Isn't that amazing? And that was, that was the term of affection. So God is saying, I want to be so close to you that I can see my reflection in your eyes. You're the apple of my eye. You're the, the center of my desire. Think about that. You're the center of God's desire. You're what he's passionate about. I think that is so significant. You're what he's completely passionate about. 1 John 4.19 says, We love him because he first loved us. This is the awesome thing. We've been talking a lot in the challenges about loving God more, pursuing God more, drawing closer to God, and being committed to being close to Him. That's true. But all that is a response to His love, which comes first. And so I think I wanted to encourage you tonight that His love for you is so amazing. And First John 4.19 says that we simply respond to that love. Isn't that true? If somebody loves you that much, what else could you do but respond by loving that person back? And that's exactly the way it is with God. He loves us first. We love Him in response. And then he responds to our response to him. Second Chronicles 16.9 says, For the eyes of the Lord range through the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. So he responds to your response to his love by, by strengthening you when you're fully committed to him. So that's my encouragement to you tonight, is realize that, that God's love for you is amazing. It's explosive. It's huge. And that there's nothing that you can ever do to get away from that love. And I hope that that would encourage you to respond by loving him back. And then I hope that you'd know that when you respond that way, he will respond by strengthening you, encouraging you, and being committed to you because you're committed to him.